Welcome to another Restoration Church Live podcast. This podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church as they go about the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. Uh, And so this particular episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ, the one who is the power and wisdom of God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Well, welcome to another episode. Uh, I'm coming to you from a city that is, at this moment, uh, has the temperature of, tell me, Justin? 76 degrees. 76 degrees. And you're wondering, uh, is this recorded earlier? No. Today is February the what? 4th? February the 4th, and it is 76 degrees. Where in the world are we? We are in Tampa, Florida. So second time, remote location, coming to you from Tampa, Florida. And I am sitting here with Justin and Jackie Perry. We're going to get into the history of these two folks in just a moment. But uh, this episode is going to be talking about the work of the gospel in Tampa. What's it like? What are you guys doing here? And uh, what can we learn and how can we pray? So I'm going to interview the two of you. And so let's get started a little bit with a little bit of history. So Justin Justin and Jackie are some of our closest friends, me and Andy's closest friends on planet Earth. I talk to Justin almost every week. Uh, Jackie and... Andy used to be tied at the hip years ago, uh, and so y'all are going to learn about a lot about the Knights by talking to the Perrys. But uh, so, Justin, how did our relationship begin? I think it was a snowy, cold day in Flaherty Farms in Wake Forest, North Carolina. I yeah, I'm not convinced it was snowing. It may have been <laughs> raining, and you pulled up, and I remember a guy getting out of this Dodge Dakota? Was it a Dakota? Yeah, it was. Very good. A blue Dodge Dakota. Um, Or some would call it purple. Dodge Dakota. (laughs) And getting out. And weren't weren't you wearing your Civil War? No! Don't do that! No! No, I was not. He was wearing a toboggan. Okay, alright. He was wearing a toboggan. And God, in His kindness, allowed your family to move into the apartment complex that was under us, and we had been there for a semester. Yeah, and not only that, we moved into the apartment on the ground floor, and um, this was before we met you. We were there for, I don't know, a week or two, and (laughs) Jackie is, uh, Jackie, how tall are you? Generous, I'm five feet tall. (laughs) All right, she's generously five feet tall. She might weigh 100 pounds soaking wet, and one day, or actually plenty of days, we were sitting in our room. Those first days that we're in Wake Forest to our new city, and it, early in the morning, what time would that have been? Probably 6.30, 7. 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, we heard this. We heard these little footsteps going across, back and forth, and we were like, what? Who is that? What is she doing? Well, that was the footsteps of Jackie Perry that we, so we lived directly below the Perrys and we then, Jackie eventually took off her heels and <laughs> didn't wake us up every morning. But uh, so, so yeah, Justin and Jackie invited us to North Wake Church. North Wake Church is the church that we were eventually planted from. So in many ways, the journey that Restoration Church is on began with these two. And so thank you, Perrys, that you have chosen to love us. We know it's because you loved Andy more than me, which is understandable. Amen. Uh, so, so Justin and Jackie, uh, let's talk a little bit just briefly 
about our time together at Northway Church. So what was that like? Think maybe, think maybe back to that residency, you know, in our time together going through there. How was that formative? So we're trying to help our listeners think about the ways that church prepares us for mission. So what was some of the things that North Wake taught us together to prepare us for the work that we're doing now that maybe they can learn from in their own work? Who wants to go first? Jackie, Justin, Jackie. Um, I think in some ways it wasn't anything extraordinary for me. It was just being embedded in the life of a healthy church. Mm. So weekly discipleship going to community group yeah through community group through the preaching and the teaching of the word um i do think community was one of those for sure um and then i think just being a church that lived on mission and was willing to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel um even their best for the sake of the gospel and watching them regularly look for opportunities to send um, members out to new works, just that being the culture there. So there was no program that we signed up for that kind of, you know, we eventually got into a residency, but most of the work was just regular church. Yes, I would say for years and years of that. And that really was what birthed a desire to say, we want to take this somewhere else. And so it really just began in just the regular routines of being in the life of a healthy church. That's a great word. Justin, anything to add there? No, I just think uh, we gained an appreciation for not only leadership that encouraged that, but also leadership that we're willing to invest. Um, And so I think we... Time. Time, energies. um, I, I, I think back to my time at North Wake, and at some point, with three or four of the elders, I was personally discipled. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so just that investment of, of this is what pastors do. They invest, they equip right. their saints, right. right? Yeah. For the work of ministry. Yep. The, the commitment to invest into families and men in particular who have a desire to be a part of vocational pastoral ministry. Yeah. And, or individuals, mm-hmm. singles that also had Oh, those same, some of those same desires. Yeah, good. Excellent. So we participated in a residency there for one year in addition to our seminary studies. You guys made the choice. So there was a time when we were going to go together, right? Justin, why did, why did we choose not to go plant a church together? Uh, I'm actually more interested in Jackie's answer to this, but, but go. Why, why did we not choose to plant together? Well, just because you've already said it, you were the liability, Andy was the asset, <laughs> and so I think it was just trying to say, I don't know if we can take this much longer. No, yeah. uh, I think God in his kindness yeah. uh, just wired, uh, there were a lot of similarities to how we were yeah. we were wired, and I think the wisdom even of the leadership of Northway to look in and say, praise God for a close friendship, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure this would be the best fit. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah, well, the Lord did have us go different cities. We had, what were some of the cities we had on our list? Do you remember? I know one that y'all wanted to put on the list, <laughs> which is funny to think about now. Here it is. Chicago. Chicago. Ju- Justin wanted to go to Chicago, and I'm like, I don't want to go to Chicago, but I'll put that on the list because I love you. <laughs> uh, we were thinking about Chicago. My list was Boston was pretty high. Yep. And uh, anyway, so now here we are sitting in sunny Tampa, 
and we are in Washington, D.C., so we chose it just fit our gifts best and our interests best to plant two separate churches and not one together, though we do work together. So, all right, so North Wake Church planted twins. They birthed twins on May the 1st, 2009. We roll into the city on the same day, which is crazy to think about. So you go south down here to Tampa. We go north to Washington, D.C., May the 1st, 2009. Y'all roll in. You guys and the Tuckers that came with you, we went with the Crafts by the grace of God. And so uh, so why Tampa? What made you think to say, let's plant a church in Tampa? Some people listening to this might think, aren't there a gazillion churches in Tampa? So why did you choose Tampa? Jackie, are you prepared? I know Justin can answer this question, yeah. but can you answer this? Um, I think in many ways... We never imagined Tampa. Um, we are both from Tennessee, and our hope Amen. was... Amen. Go Vols. Our hope was to get out of the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. that we wanted to be in a city that was not um, so culturally Christian. Um, not that much of our nation is anymore anyway, but... And so we, um, we really never imagined Tampa, and... I think just the Lord's kindness through um, just praying, not necessarily about a particular city, but knowing that the church is going to be a reflection of the city that we're in. The Lord just allowed us to really prayerfully consider what what is the vision, what is the hope, what is the dream of what covenant life will be one day. And if the city doesn't possess those things, then it's going to be hard-pressed to have a ministry that does. And so... Um, so just really thinking through what that would look like, um, we came up with a kind of a like a list of hopes, dreams, longings. I remember y'all wanted a growing city. Yes, so we wanted one. a growing city versus a large city because yeah. this was 2009. Yeah. And so, you're evaluating this back in because we were evaluating it back in 2008. That's right. Amidst a financial crisis, and, in which yes. most of the large cities were losing people. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's so we right. wanted to go to a growing city, thinking, what's going to be a city of influence? In the future. In 40 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the larger cities had uh, church planting networks already, and that was something that we really wanted to be a part of a city that that wasn't yeah. present. Um, so Tampa was one of those. Kind of get started with some relationships, right. buildings amongst church planners. Yeah. And, and I think less out of, a, out of the realization that somehow we were going to be a gift to the city and more out of a stewardship of what we had been poured into by. And so just wanting to say, how do we come and encourage others potentially who've not had the opportunity to sit the way that we have been invested into and how do we do that to others? good. So you weren't, you didn't roll in here with Superman on your chest going, we've arrived. (laughs) Now let the gospel work begin. Yeah. But you had a good experience of gospel ministry and you wanted to serve people in that same kind of mentality. And so, you tell me, let's walk through a little bit of, let's walk through a little bit. Anything you want to add to that, by the way, Justin? Uh, no, the, well, the other two things just kind of on that list were we wanted to be uh, in a city that was in close proximity to university students. Yep. Not because we wanted to be the college church, yep. but because we knew that if college students were gripped by the gospel and they bought into God's redemptive work among all peoples, then the university could serve as almost like a, an ascending agency as uh, students are flung out. And Looking last, at you, American University students, same reason why we chose where we chose. Yeah. One of the reasons, yeah. And then the last thing is just wanted to be in a city that was at, at some level um, marked by diversity. Diversity of ethnicities, diversity of 
generations, diversity of socioeconomic. I'm assuming most cities have this. Tampa uniquely positioned. We just said, man, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of ethnicities. There are a lot of nationalities represented here. Probably not as many as even as in DC. But just thinking, a city that would inhale the nations. Yep. And that could one day exhale the gospel back to those nations. Amen. And you guys, similar to the ways that we're on the doorstep of American University, you guys are on the doorstep of the University of Tampa. Right. Uh, you also have University of South Florida is not far away. Um, you also, I would, I'm assuming, having been here a number of times, like we think about Florida, a lot of Latino uh, here, culture here. Um, you're also close to, um, there's a lot of military stuff, sort of folks kind of coming in and out, which of course are also affecting all over the nation and the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so let's, can we, when, when I think, I'm thinking the average listener right now thinks when they hear Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. they're probably thinking Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. But let me go ahead and make a statement that may shock our listeners. Uh, and I believe this with the core of my being. I believe having been so close to you guys and knowing the work of Tampa, uh, I would say that the Washington DC metro area is better served with gospel preaching churches than Tampa, Florida. Would you agree? Uh, Yes. Not that there are not churches that believe the gospel in and around Tampa, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I just want to make clear that, uh, by God's grace, we have stood on the shoulders of a church even in Tampa that was rooted in Tampa for uh, since 1940. And so there has been good work. There are still currently good works. When we begin to think about not just do we believe the gospel, is the gospel heard kind of added to an end of a sermon yeah. at some point in the, but it's, trying to- it's the main ingredient. That's right, Yeah, that's right. And trying to see is, has the gospel is, are there clear, discernible efforts that the gospel is driving the ministries that we're giving ourselves to? And I don't think there are... are a, it would be more difficult to find that kind of ethos. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If you were to drive to churches in Tampa. And so, yeah, I've been, I've been really surprised at this myself. This is not... I grew up in northern Florida, so I know Florida a little bit well. And uh, Tampa is kind of getting down towards South Florida, which is much less Bible Belt than it is in Northern Florida. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of need for healthy churches down here in the Tampa area. So you chose a good city. Now, Jackie, I'm gonna ask you, what's the climate of Tampa like? Like in terms of just kind of, what are the kind of, you know, in DC, it's kind of power and education. These are kind of cultural idols in that city. Uh, what are the kind of cultural temptations, cultural idols? And then we'll ask also, what are the kind of the more spiritual climate here in Tampa? And I'll give one brief story to set you up. One of the first times I came here, Joe, uh, Justin picked me up from the airport and I got the, I got the meeting location right that time. <laughs> Sorry, inside story. Uh, anyway, Joe, Justin picks me up from an airport. I hadn't eaten. He drops me off at a Chipotle right down the street from here. I go into the Chipotle. I get my thing and I look around at all the people sitting in and I sit down in the car because Justin was sitting outside because he wouldn't go in, inside with me. He didn't want to be seen in public with me. Uh, and so I get back in the car and the first words I say to him, do you remember what it was, Justin? I say... I said, man, do you live in an Abercrombie and Fitch commercial down here? <laughs> we went yesterday to the University of Tampa campus, and you told me, like, Nathan, I just want you to be warned. Be careful where we're about to step on. So that's a little bit of climate. So, Jackie, tell me more about the climate. What's the city like? And then secondly, what's the kind of spiritual climate? Yeah, so I would say 
I think probably much like DC, Tampa as a whole, and even the, when you think about Tampa, like metro area, St. Pete, Clearwater as well, like the Tri-Cities, there's a lot of variability. So really I'm speaking of the community that we're in, um, but it is definitely driven by image, health, and lifestyle. Um, so I think those are probably the three things that come to mind. Um, Image, health, image. you mean like physical health, like running physical and exercising? Health. Yes, yeah. Uh, and lifestyle? Lifestyle. So I think overall, there is sort of just a um, very affluent um, lifestyle that is pretty pervasive. Um, and and then I would say health, as far as, and that goes with image, but I think just this eternal youth, yeah. um, just fit body. Um, I every I every time I come by here, I notice the uh, the cosmetic surgery places. Yes. Uh, they're all over the place down here. Yeah. Yes, you walk Bayshore, you drive Bayshore, and you see. I mean, it is just people pounding the pavement every day, yeah. um, just looking for for health and eternal youth and beauty. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Justin, anything to add to that? In terms yeah. of cultural idols, not the spiritual planet yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say it at probably a lesser degree. I mean, SOCOM is here with our military. What does that mean? Uh, like, some central. people in our church know what that is, but uh, SOCOM, is that Southern Communications? No, nah, it's. You don't uh, even know! It's Central Command. <laughs> you sounded good when it's you said it then. Central Command. Uh, I don't know why it's SOCOM, though. You know <laughs> I got you! Uh, Oh, but you command. sounded really Central good when you command said command and the defense essentially for um, like the Middle East. Yeah, I met somebody in your church last night that yeah. works in the yeah. defense department. And so, which is, there's a, there's some similarities there with there our are. church. We have a number of folks in our uh, church that do the same. Yeah, so I think there is a level of power here. Yeah. There's also a level, like, I think Tampa, I'm, I'm sure you can find a survey that would say DC is this as well. Yeah. But I do recently just have seen that Tampa is... Uh, one of the most desirable markets to move into if you are in uh, health, not kind of fitness, but medical profession. Yeah. Uh, and then, you said you have three pediatric surgeons in your church. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Because uh, that's not a common profession. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the, uh, and then I think the other piece to it is uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Technology. Tampa is becoming this hub for startups. Um, which is just interesting then as a local church trying to minister there people that are moving here but don't see this as the destination so it's a very transient city everything we've just said military startup medical professionals that are being trained up and then sent out average day of the member of of a member of Covenant Life Church is about I would think three years which is similar to ours so you listeners of Restoration Church it's happening in all these metroplexes we're not alone Okay, so tell me a little bit more about the spiritual climate. So this is not what you think of like when I was in Gatlinburg a few weeks ago, right? This is not that Bible Belt kind of area, but it's not entirely void of it either. So it's this kind of weird, so so what's the spiritual climate like in Tampa? Yeah, I think there's, uh, I think because of some of the um, Latino and Hispanic influence, Mm -hmm. there's a very strong and large Catholic presence mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. most of that being marked by just nominal yeah. kind of by name yeah. um, there 
is, I think, uh, just the attitude of Tampa, right? The attitude of our city. You can even see it in how we've uh, named some of our sports teams. There's this rebellious spirit. Buccaneers. Yeah. Are soccer Currently teams. still the Super Bowl champions. Tampa Bay. That's, that's where you're Tampa sitting. Tampa Bay. We're sitting in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Lightning, which is like NHL Stanley Cup yep. champions. Yep. The Tampa Bay Rays, which go to the – they're the Devil Rays. They go to the – gosh, they go to the playoffs every year. Yeah. The Rowdies are who's the are, Rowdies? Our Major League Soccer team. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Rowdies. Me. So again, even yeah. like another yeah. Rowdies has to be rebellious kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I do think that there is this uh, there's this mantra of like uh, like it's like it is in DC, but just yeah. this mantra of like I'm the arbiter arbiter of truth mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, authority coming under authority is not something that's Favorably looked upon, um, I think in light of all of those idols, I think what you see is just people turning to the wrong solutions. Um, Is it common for people to to think about going to church on Sunday mornings in Tampa? Is that that a thought that, I'm I'm guessing it's going to be more than it would be in D.C., but it's going to be less than it is in Atlanta, Georgia. Does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, the, the other biggest thing that we're bumping up against are the beaches. Uh, and this right. is our weekend. Yeah, which is that lifestyle, Jackie, you were lifestyle. talking about. Yeah. yeah, and so at some level, I, when we moved here, I, you remember there was the survey that came out in 2010 that said the least uh, or the most unchurched metro areas in our country, there were 52 in the study. Tampa was 51. Yeah. Only, only uh, Portland was more unchurched. Again, this is over 10 years ago, but... Uh, there's not a, I don't think the default, there's not a culture in our city of Sunday morning mm-hmm. gathering. Yeah. I think Sunday morning is play. It's my day off. So yeah, yeah. It's very similar to D.C. in that way then. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it is not. So if you don't know much about Tampa, Tampa is not kind of Bible Belt Christianity. It is, it is it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of unique it's well, in a way. And in some ways, I would think there is a, uh, a huge contingency of people from the Northeast yeah, that have relocated. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, the Snowbird yeah. kind of population is going to be more towards the St. Pete, Clearwater areas. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa, though, I mean, uh, it is it is rare. Young mm-hmm. people? A lot of young people? A lot of... Uh, the average yeah. age of our city is uh, just under 30. Which you, you think about that, wow, just under 30. Yeah. Average age. Which those industries you were talking about would seem to warrant younger right. people. Fascinating. Okay, so you get a lot of young people here, a lot of image stuff. Spiritual climate is kind of a mixed bag of sorts, but kind of trending more towards like DC than it is more like, you know, Dallas, Texas or Atlanta. Okay, so let's talk about the work of Covenant Life Church. You guys covenanted, we covenanted together March the 28th, 2010 with 18 members. You covenanted right April, right? April 18th with how many members? 13. 13. We beat you. Uh, so <laughs> not really. So that's that sounded terrible. We're not doing that. God forgive. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, sometimes my humor is terrible. Um, okay. So now. We just know which church has the more godly pastor. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. So now here we are. So you guys, we're both celebrating. We're in our, you know, what are we, almost 13 years of ministry here in our cities. 
So let's just give some basic metrics, numbers, as opposed to what I just said. Numbers do not indicate health in and of itself, but that just kind of gives us some context. So we are in the kind of South Tampa side, close to University of Tampa, downtown. downtown. And uh, you guys have a hun- how many members? 194. 194. How many on a Sunday? Uh, adults or with kids? Adults, just adults. To last Sunday, 220, 230. All right, and then how many kids? Another 80. Another, 70, wow. 70, 80. So you have 300 people. 80 of those are kids. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Man. Okay. Jenny's got her hands full, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whereas we would have 40 kids, which in our city, that's a, that's a high level of kids. So you guys have double that. Okay. So roughly 300 people coming on a Sunday morning, almost 200 members. Uh, okay. So tell me. Six, uh, six elders. Six elders, good. Yeah, that's helpful. Six, two, two staff, two staff, four lay, four lay, um, and then uh, we also have another full-time staff member who serves as like a. Uh, we call him the director of ministry support. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So how many staff is that in total? So three full-time. Yeah. Uh, a couple of kids part-time. Yeah. Administrative assistant part time. So three, two part, three full times, two part times, and uh, and you have six elders total, which some of those include. There's some overlap there. Okay, so uh, Jackie, if I come in, well, first off, we should mention this is a big part of the story, but we're going to fly past this. Covenant Life Church had the same thing happen to them that happened to us. They were given, you guys were given a building, yeah. uh, so a very large building. Um, very big. This building is huge. Uh, big on a big old plot right there in South Tampa, formerly called Palmasia yeah. Baptist Church. Yeah. yeah, Baptist Church. So you were given that. So if I walk in Sunday morning, what's it like? I walk in there. You know, what am I going to see? What am I going to experience? What's the environment of Covenant Life Church? Um, well, I would say the physical environment is imagine mid-century modern building. <laughs> yeah. That low ceilings, <laughs> fluorescent lights. Oh, it's rough in there. It is not. A, <laughs> it's not really been touched since the glory days. Um, but I do think that you find just a welcoming, warm. Yeah, for sure. Community. Sweet um, people, yes. just like our church. Very sweet, very kind, very welcoming. Yeah. Um, that just love the Lord and um, yeah, just embrace whoever walks through the door. Good. Yeah, I, I would just say I think there's a legitimate appetite to know the Lord and uh, there's a joy in gathering together as His people. Um, and so I think those are, that's evident. I think we've even had visitors comment like, you guys sing, like you, yeah. you respond yep. to the Lord. You. Uh, receptively sit under his word and so I think just uh, there there wouldn't be anything programmatically or even aesthetically appealing about covenant life but I do think it's a other than your beard amen it's a group of people who are uh, I, I think really just saying give us like Psalm 63 type desires like we we want to yearn for you, yeah. thirst for you, yeah. but not just we want to desire you. We want to be satisfied in you. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah. And so I think that's that's evident. we clearly have so much work to address, yeah. you know, so much room to grow. But I think by God's grace, yeah. there is a genuine uh, 
hospitality towards others that is flowing from, I think, a desire to, to love and honor the Lord. Yeah, I love that language of serious joy, right? Serious joy in Christ. So you're serious about Christ and his word. And, uh, but there's joy in that pursuit. And you can, it's so evident when you go into y'all's church. It's, it's such a joy to be there. The people are kind, but the people are serious about their faith. This yeah. is not flippant. Yeah. Uh, those other cultural idols are there, I'm sure, struggling in the life of y'all's church like anything, but they want to really follow Jesus. Uh, Covenant Life Church has planted one church. Uh, and you're getting ready, Lord willing, in the coming year to plant another church in St. Petersburg. That's right. Yeah, which is just north of here by about 30 minutes. Just uh, south of here, of here. West of here. Yeah. I'm thinking Tampa's on the coast, which it is. But so when you say Tampa's west, we well, planting a church out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico? Well, there's a bay. <laughs> okay. So when people think of Tampa, I think they do think beaches. Yeah, yeah. In Tampa, it's there's a bay that yeah. separates Tampa, the city, kind of land, to the beaches, St. Pete, Clearwater. So we'd like to plant one on the other side of that bay in uh, Pinellas County. Okay. Good. What's the, uh, what's, uh, Justin, do you guys have a good fellowship of other pastors and things around here? Do you guys get together? Like, one, don't y'all do that like once a month yeah. and yeah, work together, partnering in the gospel here in South Tampa or yeah. in Tampa in general? Really? Across Tampa Bay. Yeah. Across Tampa Bay. Yep. Yeah. Good. Okay. Anything else you think it would be good for the listeners to know about Covenant Life Church before I ask for ways to pray? Anything that you would say uh, would be good to know? I would say for um, restoration, to know that um, that they are loved by our church. Mm. That I do think the Lord's kindness in just knitting our hearts together um, with your pastors and just just the shared experiences of community or of uh, ministry over the last the last 13 years and even before has just really our our hearts beat for um, just the work that's being done there and we really love restoration yeah, amen and we love you guys we uh, covenant life church is prayed for regularly I mean at least you know, maybe two or three weeks won't go by, but at least a month won't go by before we're not praying for you guys publicly. And anytime somebody moves down to this area, we're always trying to push them in here. Matter of fact, you've helped resettle some people that have moved not to Tampa, but you guys knew of other churches. So we had a couple that moved to Clearwater. And so you guys helped get them plugged into another church. That's the beauty of partnering together in the gospel and not just doing our own thing. And one of our founding members was a member at Restoration. That's true. For multiple years. Yes. Which they might be coming back. I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Yes. I forgot. To, we, we need to talk about that after this podcast. Yeah. yeah, they may be coming back. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know if it's that close. Anyway, that's off topic. Uh, but uh, yes, you did. You did. Former, so you sent, we haven't sent any members to you. So maybe Lord willing, one day we'll do that. But uh, anyway, we love you guys. We're thankful for you. We partner together in the Treasuring Christ Together Network too. So we get to see each other there. And so Justin and I serve on the lead team of that network. So we're also partnering in that way. And so anyway... Uh, I'm so thankful for y'all's ministry. Um, Restoration Church family, make sure and pray. I'm going to ask for some one or two ways. Jackie, I'm going to ask for you for one and Justin for one. Just ways to so you can pray for rest, for Covenant Life Church. So Restoration, get ready. Here's a couple ways you can pray for Covenant Life Church and the work of the gospel in Tampa, Florida. So Jackie P., I'm coming to you first. What's one way that we can pray for you and the works? Could be you personally or the church at large. Which one? Um, I think one of the ways that comes to mind is, and I know Restoration is not unfamiliar with this, but just um, as there's a lot of turnover and a lot of change, 
I think that that initial um, heartbeat and vision of, of covenant life, for that to just to continually be injected in the life of the people as they come through and to sustain that um, and to even allow us to adapt and grow as the body adapts and grows, but just the desire to come and to spread the good news of Christ in our community and see change happen in Tampa. For the glory of Christ, I think just that that will continue to be in concentration, uh, even though there's a lot of ebb and flow within the body. Yeah, that's, that's something, right? Culture leaks in general, but when you have that many people moving all the time, it makes it hard to keep those main kind of what I call gospel doctrine and gospel culture working together. It's hard because you have people that bought in, they move, and then new people come in, you got to teach them. And so, yeah, so pray that the gospel doctrine and gospel culture as people come in and out would not get lost, but instead be inflamed as that people coming in and out happens. And guys, you can pray that for our church too. Yeah. Justin, one way they can pray. Another way. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but. Well, I don't normally like your answers, but. The, uh, uh, well, you don't like me, right? Uh, the, <laughs> Executive director of, I'm not going to do it. The, uh, yeah, I, the personal holiness yeah. of the members of our church. Um, I just think. Why wouldn't I like that answer? I'm just, Nathan. I'm, <laughs> Okay. Your listeners, no. Uh, uh, no, I just think that, um, yeah, that there would be a, a serious pursuit yeah. of seeking to be satisfied fully in God. Amen. And yeah. um, I just think everything that we want to do strategically, how we want to reach our city, how we want to send and see churches planted, all of that, yeah. all of those things will flow rightly from a heart that's, um, that's desirous of more of Him. And so, yeah, I would say that uh, practically, you, you've just mentioned we hope to plant a church. Mm-hmm. So I just think uh, I would we'd love prayers of the saints to just give us wisdom for all of the loose ends that need to be uh, tied up, and that we would walk not merely by sight but by faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Amen. Yeah. that's good. That's good. So pray that the gospel doctrine, gospel culture as people come in and out would be preserved and strengthened to pray for the personal holiness of God's people and the application of that faith to the work of the gospel here in Tampa. Justin, Jackie, I thank God for you. So Restoration Church, when you ask me, like, Nathan, do you have friends? I hear all the time podcasts about pastors don't have friends. These two right here are my closest friends in all of ministry outside of Joey uh, and the others there in D.C. So I love you. I thank God for you. You're a lot of fun. And we love Jesus and do this together and look forward to ways we get to spend eternity together in heaven. All right, guys. Next time you're in Tampa, come to Covenant Life Church on a Sunday morning at 1015. Right. Really? We're edgy. <laughs> what? It's weird. 1015. Not 10, not 1030, 1015. <laughs> Peace out, Restoration Church. I love you. <laughs>